In this edition of The Buzz on Business, hear how a serial entrepreneur, nutrition guru, and Navy veteran took eight days to launch a food truck and is working towards a vision that will revolutionize how we grow, shop for, and consume food. Join Rachel as she speaks with the founder of Nourish, Lindsay Gutierrez. All right, welcome back to the Buzz on Business podcast. I'm thrilled to have our guest here today, Lindsay Gutierrez. We, she is a mom, entrepreneur, veteran, woman extraordinaire, and I cannot wait for you guys to get to know her as I've gotten to know her. But Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to hang out with you guys. Well, let's let everyone else get to know you a little bit more go ahead and kind of skim your resume for us. So I am a Montana girl that grew up dreaming of getting out of Montana and toured a school in Seattle, fell in love, joined the military to pay for it, and then decided that that wasn't actually the program I wanted culinary school. So while I was in, I was trying to find a degree that I could do active duty. So I started with nutrition because that fit with a culinary degree and then fell in love with the nutrition side. So I did actually end up going back to culinary school just like way later uh, and pulled those together to teach cooking classes and kind of how to pull that all together for people in real life. And then we've had to pivot a few times and get creative. And so (laughs) I've done catering and personal chef work and a food truck last year and just kind of a little bit of anything that you can blend those things together. That is perfect. Well, we'll definitely dive more into bits of that journey, but I kind of want to flash back to almost a year ago now where I had the pleasure of meeting you at the Riata Center's Veterans Entrepreneurship Program, where for one week we had you and 25 other veterans here in Stillwater really drinking from an entrepreneurship fire hose. Tell us a little bit more about the experience you had with us at VEP. Yeah, that was actually so much fun. The memories have been popping up on all our stuff going, oh man, I missed that. Um, So it was fun because it came at a time when I was getting ready to shift. I had been teaching classes in other people's businesses and locations, and I was ready to kind of launch and do my own thing and start rebranding. And so I was looking for ways to do that and found about VEP, like the week of the deadline. So I pulled it together and submitted like at midnight on the deadline, I think. Um, We just couldn't believe like, how is this program really free? Like they do all this, they fly us out there, really? And now I have like this built-in support network of other vets that are running businesses and just total, you know, amazing business owners of their own doing all sorts of crazy stuff, so. And then you went home from VEP and then the world changed. <laughs> yeah. So Tell I us like, about that. I like worked through my business plan. I had a location with a kitchen. I was like ready to start. I got one class taught and then they shut everything down. And we're like, well, that doesn't work. <laughs> like, you can't run a business and not do your thing. Um, and so I had a friend that had a food truck that she wasn't using. And I had worked on a food truck for a while and really liked it, but it was a ton of work. So it was a, never a thing that we like really strongly considered doing uh, until all of a sudden somebody posted, hey, we're looking for food trucks to pop up. And this town specifically has kind of fought having food trucks until everything else shut down. Mm. And so it was perfect timing. And so we went from a Friday morning when I said, 
we're going to do a food truck. And my other half looked at me and my sister were like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll see you later. Go to work. <laughs> and by noon, when they came back from their various things, I was like, okay, so the health inspector set up for this day. I've got the truck lined up. I can pick it up tomorrow. We can do this. We can do this. And they're like, oh, wait, you're not joking. We're doing a food <laughs> truck. Hold on. Let us catch up. And eight days, we actually had our, our soft opening for like friends and family. We didn't announce it uh, a week later. And then that following Saturday, we were open to the public, parked, set up, sold out in like an hour. Uh, it was really crazy. Someone had started a Facebook group for the restaurants, like who's open and who's not. And somebody found my menu and posted it in there. And it went crazy. We went from like a hundred likes on Facebook to like a thousand overnight. <laughs> and everybody was there. We had to wait forever. It was crazy. But it was That's really incredible. Fun. Yeah. I love just the, the quick turnaround. And I'm sure your friends and family are used to maybe your crazy entrepreneurial ideas coming oh, and yeah. going uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> but your ability to make it happen in eight days is just <laughs> incredible and I got to watch it on Facebook and you know everyone at home and oh that's fine and then next thing I know boom Lindsay has a food truck and <laughs> it's going wild and it looks delicious I considered driving to Montana <laughs> so fun it was crazy and better exposure than we could have ever paid for for the like cooking school business right like it was, yeah, absolutely. It was Everyone's gotten to try the food. Now they need to know nope. how to make it. Now they're sold. <laughs> <laughs> there's a food truck and there's cooking classes. Oh, and you have a young child. Oh, and you have other things. Like you have a lot of things going on Always, at one yeah. time. Do you stay sane? If so, give us the secrets. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I had secrets for you on that. Um, no. So both me and my other half run our own businesses in addition to working jobs that pay bills in some capacity um, and a toddler and we took on his teenage nephew this summer and so I don't know that there is a staying thing it helps that (laughs) my background has been in like coaching and you know the wellness side so much that I have some of the tools if I remember to use them Um, but yeah just having my family here and having everybody just jump in and help is kind of probably the thing that keeps us the most sane utilizing that community oh most definitely I I know I wouldn't be anywhere without the support of the people around me. There's, there's really no such thing as a solopreneur. No, they may have their name on the business, but it's a whole team. Yeah, especially team if you have a family, there's just no chance. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And so, with those lessons learned, was there anything as you walked into this journey of entrepreneurship that you thought was going to work out one way, but you've realized that's just not the case? Any myths about entrepreneurship that you learned were just not true yeah like every single day (laughs) you're like oh that's that's not true at all um yeah the the I think most common myth is that you have to like have all the pieces or that you have to know what you're going to do or that you have to have any particular skill no man it's all about just like showing up and working with what you have and being creative about finding those opportunities and that was a thing that was really fun specifically at VEP was helping me hone that seeing the opportunities in things in a way that other people don't and so I've always had a skill for finding some of those but seeing that like no that's the right thing like just use that go with it and run and I did that's that's (laughs) awesome I yeah we tend to think that we have to be so prepared before we step off the ledge but I think you just learn as you go and right also find out that no one actually knows what they're doing Yeah. And you have to kind of stay ahead of that curve and have to learn how to swim while you're in the deep end. How, how do you oh, do for sure. that? Um, I mean, part of it is just knowing that you're going to fail and accepting that before you start, like 
they're gonna things that you do that you think sound like the perfect fit and then they just fail miserably and you just have to go oh okay why didn't that work all right let's try again a different way and like just going and knowing that every time you screw it up you're gonna learn something that will help you the next time and it'll be fine yeah it sounds like there's there's a story there do you have I mean I love hearing examples of, you know, what we say, quote unquote, failure is, but I think they're just learning opportunities. Well, I've worked out of now five kitchen spaces in this town in two years since I've been back. Because every time we go, oh, this should be the perfect fit. Like these guys are trying to do this thing. We're trying to do this thing. We're really excited about working together. And then they're like, oh, wait, no, this isn't going to work. And you're not going to do this. And we can't do that. And, you know, it just, I've taught all over town now. Everybody knows me. Not always a good thing. No, it's fine. And then just making sure that you leave those relationships well, right? Like, okay, this didn't work and that's okay. Like, we're still going to come out of this gracefully if we can and and move forward so that if it ever comes back around, there's no hard feelings. Yeah, that's definitely good. And <laughs> I really like that you talked about just like the power of showing up and what that can do and the doors that can open. But is there, I mean, is there a time where you shouldn't walk through an open door? Um, so my thing has always been my, one of my mentors was one of my pastors and he said, God always says yes, right? Like just assume that it's a yes. If it's a thing that's in alignment with what you're, what you know is right, right. It's not outside your ethics or your values. Then just assume it's a yes until you hit the wall. If it's not a yes, you'll get smacked in the face with the door. It's okay. Just know that wasn't the door or it isn't the time. And so I just keep running into walls sometimes, but knowing that like, okay, so that's not it right now. Pivot. Let's go over to this thing. Let's try that thing. Um, and then trying to remember, like, I can't do all of the things at once. I have to, <laughs> you know, this isn't the thing that I have to leave it sitting there for a little bit and come back to it and it'll show back up when it's ready or it won't. And then I'll have figured out what else it is. I definitely could see that, you know, you have such a passion around something that's pretty niche something that's relatively narrow and if you can just continue to pursue that one mission the other things kind of will just fall in place around it yeah and so we bounce around in all the areas that are connected to that and do things Mm -hmm. all over we're building a food related co-op with a huge educational piece and working on the food sustainability side and working on the grower side like all those things are connected and they feed into each other so there's a lot of room to play around for something that you're right is a very pretty specific market that I'm working in of like healthy cooking and gut health and food so it's cool to be able to see what comes of it that's that's awesome so you mentioned co-op food sustainability go in a little more to what what's next for you oh gosh um so we are finally launching as a cooking school now that things are opening up and mandates are falling and businesses are working again Um, I actually found another food truck owner here in town and we've partnered up to do some cooking together. She does more of the baking and pastry side. So it's a good partnership and balance. And then, um, we're two years out. That's my goal. We're pushing really hard to be two years out from doors open on a co-op, um, that will help support farmers who want to grow better food and better quality food in more sustainable ways and support food related businesses who want to start in the area and give them a space to kind of test that out and incubate their businesses and give them a a market and um, support people in the community who want to eat better food and give me a place to teach all the cooking classes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's where all of it's going right now is mostly into bringing that huge community part together 
and then see what happens from there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that you're addressing all different areas of this issue. I mean, like you said, like nutrition, gut health, that's pretty niche category, but you're getting to address it on the growing side, on the purchasing side, on the prepare, preparation side. Like you're yeah. kind of really looking at the whole picture and addressing each different issue and looking at it as a cyclical thing. Right, because they're all tied together. You can't have one piece without all the pieces. You got to work through all of the all of the circle for it to really work well. So now for you, do you think that circle ever ends in something no. people call retirement? <laughs> no, not at all. No, 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 no. It just changes what it looks like and what parts we get changed in. Um, you know, no, we're going to do something that probably sets the stage for my daughter to change the world for real, but <laughs> I, think, all that for. I, think I think Finley's the this. girl to do it. She's the I girl to so do too. it. <laughs> I mean, she's got the mom to look up to I don't think I don't see how she couldn't take Man, it she's world. already a force of nature and she's two so we'll see my job is to just let her channel that and and uh, see what happens hold That's on for the ride incredible I absolutely love that so much and I know kind of as we start to wrap this up um first of all before we get to what we call the lightning round I want you to go ahead oh, and yes. throw in you know, how can people keep up with what you're doing, stay in touch with you through social media? Because I, I want to keep watching all the incredible things that you have going on. Yeah. So the social media is all Nourish GFMT because it's Great Falls, Montana. And because I picked a really, really popular common word. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's Facebook and Instagram. And as other things pop up, we'll consider adding more. As That's soon as phenomenal. I have an intern for, intern for all the social media stuff, we'll probably add all of them. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Alrighty. So our lightning round are questions that you haven't heard yet. What is your favorite nutrition fun fact? Um, nutrition fun fact, just that it isn't really hard. Like everybody thinks it's so complicated. Quit watching all the stuff that's popular and just like eat food that people ate more than a hundred years ago. You'd be fine. I love it. <laughs> what is the last meal that you cooked? Um, well, so last night I actually cooked like six meals at a time because I was doing some meal prep for a friend who's recovering from surgery. And so we had like six different soups going Oh, that's um, awesome! and an egg bake for the boys. So yeah. Mm, sounds like a ton of comfort food. <laughs> yes. Lots of nourishing, comforting food. Perfect. What is your favorite type of outdoor activity? Um, anything. Montana we've got mountains so hiking and camping and being out on the lakes and like it's all tied what is your favorite memory from the veterans entrepreneurship program um I won't say winning that trophy but that was really fun (laughs) um no just hanging out and eating with everybody you guys fed us so well it was really fun just getting to when we were just relaxing and making friends Oh man, I, I miss that hospitality room, getting to oh, hang out in the evening. So nice. Just the absolute best time. Mm-hmm. All right. What was your first ever job? Um, well, so I babysat full time from the time I was 11 for a family friend. They had two little, little ones. Um, but my first like formal job, I guess I worked at a pawn shop, which was really cool. <laughs> nice so you've been hustling for a while a long time yeah I took that job at like 15 so yeah benefits of homeschooling 
Nice. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do as a family? Um, just being outside. So they're out for a walk right now, enjoying the fact that it finally warmed up above freezing and it's like suddenly 50 degrees or 60 outside today. So <laughs> beautiful. I know we are recovering and reeling from our cold snap. <laughs> yeah. All right. The last question I have for you, Lindsay, is if you had to live in a country other than the United States, where would you live? Oh man, Italy was the first one that popped in my mind. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'd actually want to live there, but just stay there for extended periods of time would be fun. Their food is really, really good. Yeah, I don't like uh, Italian food here. I never eat it here. But when I go to Italy, I'm like, everything. I want it all. Well, Lindsay, this has been an absolute blast. I've loved getting to catch up with you on the podcast and for other people to get to know you and just how incredible you are and the things that you're doing. So thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for doing this. It's so fun hanging out with you guys again. Good to see you <laughs> chat. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we wish you all the best. Thanks. You too. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Buzz on Business. Be sure to follow us and keep up with what we're doing at OSU Entrepreneurship on Facebook and Instagram and at Riata Center on Twitter. See you next time.